Hey, happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. I'm Bill. I'm Kel. This is our excellent podcast. And, uh, you know, to get everyone's mind off the pandemic and the quarantine, we thought we'd talk about something light and fluffy like alien invasion. Yeah, nothing quite take the nice and fluffiness out of things like being invaded by technologically superior and uh, culturally advanced re- you know, species to get the blood moving. Yeah. And so we were talking about this, this thing, you know, there's, and there's a lot of, you know, a few years ago, especially, and I think this has been kind of prevalent, right. With our entire, you know, since we were making television and movies is that, that whole alien invasion kind of thing, even from uh, the day the earth stood still. Mm-hmm. Um, people were Ooh, like, deep uh, cut, good movie. Yeah. Because I just, technically speaking, that is an alien invasion, right? Mm-hmm. We came here to uh, kind of be cool and give everybody, here you go. That was the cure to cancer, bastards. And, uh, and, and, and but it positioned the whole thing of like, you know, we're, we were the bad guys largely in that. Yeah, for sure. Um, but you know, there's been alien invasion movies since, you know, since we started making them and then the, then, then books as well. Yeah, for sure. And I think tonight we're going to really focus in on some of the books that we've read, uh, that address contact with alien species and, kind of what that would look like and why and and what it would turn into. Because I think it's an interesting thing. I mean, oftentimes I've, I've thought, you know, it would be a very binary sort of outcome. You would either find a warlike culture or a peaceful federation type culture. There'd be very little in between. And to a degree, I still think that that probably would be it because you know, based on the simple fact that a, a sick and twisted, messed up culture that stabbed each other in the back and was full of intrigue and, you know, craziness probably wouldn't survive long enough to get to a, like the point where it can cross interstellar distances and know where to go and like do the prerequisites that are needed for interstellar colonization and in travel. And so when you get to that level, there are, you know, some, some things that, that you have to be able to sustain to be able to, to kind of do it. Right. And I say have to, but you know, I, obviously the universe is a big place and there are no real rules. Obviously, I mean, things happen and, and things will tend to happen in certain degrees and certain ways. And the reason why I say it that way is that, all things being equal, a stable society is going to be able to, to progress to a point where it gets to space flight and space colonization. An unstable society does not. So you're either going to get the Federation or you're either going to get, you know, the Klingons, the war-like cultures. And yeah. so when we talk about these books, we start to see, you know, that those types of scenarios play out. Yeah, I think, I think that we all, and, and I, it's interesting. I, I agree that it would have to be a unified culture of some kind, right? Mm-hmm. But we don't necessarily, we can't, we can't make assumptions that just because they're unified, they're moral either. Like they could be yeah. awful, terrible, you know, whatever. And, uh, or they could be, you know, on the side of goodness and they're like, oh yeah, we're, we're totally cool now guys. And we're, it, but I think that they would be more, we're talking about invasion. We're not talking about first contact. Yeah, that's for sure. And so when we're talking about invasion, we're talking about the, the Klingons. We're talking about the warlike culture. Yeah. So, so, all right. So the first one that I've got that was really fun book, uh, the series that I'm reading right now is it starts with a book called Columbus Day. And it's uh, it's a series that's called um, uh, 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 shit uh, I forget 
<laughs> um, Columbus Day. Yeah. Uh, expeditionary expeditionary force. force. Thank you. Holy crap. We picked sorry about that. Totally cool. Yeah. So expeditionary force really fun, you know, sort of series and it's going to like nine books and I'm not sure if they finished it at nine, if it, you know, he's going to continue to write it or not, or, you know, we'll see, but, um, it's a, it's a, a fun book that, uh, series that, that goes to this, um, you know, the, the fun sort of, okay, you know, what would happen if today we're, we're here and then all of a sudden aliens fall out of the sky and change our world. Right. So it's Columbus day, ironically, that, you know, we here as, as humans are chilling out in our, our little corner of the universe thinking that we're all chill. And then these aliens come out of the sky and they just totally bomb us back to the stone age. They basically come and destroy our, our infrastructure. And then a second alien force comes in and they kick them out and we think they're saviors and they're awesome. Right. But we find out later that, I don't know, they may or may not be like the saviors that we thought they were. And then hilarity ensues from there because the whole universe is like this interesting political network of, of different species that are not necessarily unified, but they work for each other. Like it's interesting. It's, it's the pyramid scheme of the universe. It, it would be what happened if like Anway ran the universe. So you, you have these apex species, these, the, the top of the, the, uh, the, you know, the, this pyramid and the, you have one species that's like the oldest and they have the most technology and they're the coolest. And then there's one that's like just below them and they've stolen and begged, borrow and steal and gotten as much as they can kind of pull together so that they can challenge the other apex species. And so you have this war between these two really super technological races and then you have a bunch of other f- species underneath them that are basically contracted to fight with each other to fight out the war of these two apex species. And so humanity's sort of caught in the middle of it. And you have this political intrigue that it's, I don't know, it's something that I've, I, is, is somewhat unique, I think, in the storytelling of, of a lot of these, uh, um, you know, deals because there's an, un, there's a, a third, you know, it's sort of a 10th planet element that I'm not going to say, cause I don't want to spoil it, but it's, um, it's just a, a fun sort of deal because humanity is very much cast as just a bunch of completely backward monkeys that know nothing about anything. Our science is, is essentially banging sticks together huh. in comparison to the most, backward of all the, the species of the of the universe like we we are uh the indians to cortez right coming over you know the incans to cortez coming over with with the conquistadors right we had no hope to ever to even contend because we're on such a terribly different scale of technology and it's one of those interesting things because for a long time, I look at it, I'm like, well, you know, if somebody's just going to come in and take us over, it would be, you know, a certain way. But this is told in such a fashion as, you know, to, to offer, um, you know, a third alternative to the, to the, you know, the warlike culture, you know, purely warlike culture or purely Federation culture. Yeah, that's, that's pretty wild. I like, I, and by the way, I've already like flagged that. I'm going to, I'm going to start reading that one too. That sounded pretty interesting. Yeah, that one's a lot of fun. And there is, there's a, there's a real twist to it. Like there's a, there's something that, that happens in the, about halfway through the first book that, you know, sets the whole thing on its ear. And it's just, absolutely hilarious and it's awesome and it's yeah it's just it's a great book series because it's good sci-fi in the sense that there is a lot of like hidden under the covers there's a lot of geeky science stuff but 
it's told through the lens of somebody who has no, absolutely no scientific acumen in all at all. And so <laughs> it's, it's all broken down Barney style for him. Like it's, so it's, it's this really interesting, yeah. Relationship between, uh, 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 some, you know, really interesting, smart things. And yeah, I, I don't know. yeah, it's a good series. It's fun. Right on. See one, one, when we were talking about alien invasion, um, the other one that stood out to me, I was battlefield earth, which like it lump it, you know, it's the John Travolta movie does not define it. Damn it. Um, it, it was Battlefield Earth. The book was an excellent book. Uh, it was about uh, basically after Earth had been taken over by this alien species. And uh, so aliens, the, the whole premise is aliens invaded. And it's been, by the way, um, maybe a couple decades since I last read it, which I was like, this is a really good, good book. Um but so an alien species, uh, you know, invades, they basically defeat humanity inside of like, you know, a day and, uh, just take over everything. And, and humans largely are, are then just living on the fringes of, you know, any of these cities that these aliens, um, you know, are living in and, and basically they corporatize the earth they just take it and that's all that the earth is to them is just raw materials that they're mining and uh it's a business and so so the book goes into in the movie goes into this a little bit in a kooky sort of half-assed almost campy way but there's a lot of corporate stuff that goes on in the book that they're trying to like like uh like the the alien character that uh, that the human character runs into, um, you know, he's concerned with his corporate standing and trying to get a leg up. And then, you know, then you, of course, have the humans who are just interested in, like, surviving and taking the planet back. And then there's this entire other segment of it is, like, after after they did all that. Oh, yeah, spoilers for all this stuff, by, by the way, everyone. Um, after they do take over the earth they realize that galactic civilization are all assholes and uh it's like you know they're all corporate like uh corporate robber barons right that they have to have to then get into into like this intergalactic uh you know legal fight with them around and it's it's actually then that part's kind of hilarious and clever so there, there's a lot to a lot to the book that um, you know the movie. If anyone, if anyone is judging Battlefield Earth by the movie, don't, don't. It's read the book at least, and then if you go, this is all shit. Then cool, it's all time you'll never get back in your life. By the way, but <laughs> <laughs> see, that sounds like a really interesting, interesting premise. I mean, I, I really. I, I'm this one I have to read. I've flagged and in I I I watched the movie and not read the book and didn't didn't enjoy the movie at all. I thought it was just terrible. And so I I never wanted to even thought about going back and reading the the book because it was just so out there. But you know, with your uh with your glowing recommendation, I gotta definitely check it out. You know, it's, it's like, like, uh, like I've said, it's like the dark tower. It's like the, the movie, the dark tower is nothing like the book, the dark tower. Um, and, and so there, yeah, it's a lot like that. Gotta check that out. All righty. So. Some another one that I really enjoyed was a trilogy, and this one uh, is called the Damned Trilogy, and this is an, a really interesting look at sort of an alien invasion, and because it's not necessarily invasion, albeit it is sort of an invasion, 
Um, it starts with a call to arms, a false mirror, and then the spoils of war. And it's, it's, uh, this one's another one that sort of sets the whole thing on its ear, which, you know, I guess is a theme for me, but, um, I really enjoyed this one because it, it came at things with a, just a totally unique uh lens so the the premise here is that they have this really long there's a really long war that's been fought for for you know ever basically and you know there's two sides there's an alliance of species that are all fighting against um you know this one sort of you know deal right and the the uh the one species is telepathic and they're like really hard to deal with. And they, you know, are trying to basically take over everybody to make them the one collective. Right. So, so they have, it's very much like the, think of them as like the psychic board, right. Sort of, but that's kind of a bad comparison, but I don't know. Read the books. You'll get it. (laughs) But the thing is, is that, war is not really fought in the traditional sense that we understand as humans, what war is where you get out on a battlefield and you fight the other person and you use violence against them and you kill them. And the person that walks away from it is the winner, right? You know, two person enter one person leave, but you, you've got this thing where it's all about sort of positioning and, and flanking and maneuvering and there's very very little actual combat like nobody really ever gets into fights um (laughs) because the the universe is a very docile place by and large the reason being is that uh you know a little bit of spoilers here this isn't too much of the book but basically it as a cosmic sort of thing um, most planets don't have big moons. Most planets don't have, you know, dispersed continents. Most planets don't have uh, dispersed governments and, and things like all these things that humanity has. And so what happened is, is that through their generational and, and, and you know, years of uh, evolution, pretty much every other race in the universe or the galaxy has grown up with a unified uh, uh, thing, right? So that they've never really fought against each other as, you know, in wars, you know, they've, they've grown up as a single tribe. And so you didn't have like France fighting Britain, you know, you, you just had one government. And so nobody knows how to fight and then they run into humans who let's face it what the hell do we do better than fight i mean there's a couple of things we we do really really well but the things that we do awesome are building things that break things i mean it's one of our specialties yeah Yeah. you know and so and i'm not saying we can't do other things but let's face it it is one of our specialties. And so we just put the whole, the alliance on its ear. Cause they're like, Holy shit. These people are out of this world. Like we, they, they're almost like disgusted with us because we're, we so nonchalantly just slaughter people, at, you know, it, it, at a whim in their mind. And 10 humans will go on the battlefield with all of the cool technological gear that they've given by all of their, alien buddies and just lay waste and everybody just is standing there slack jawed and in in uh awe and shock as 10 people just completely destroy an army and because also as a little tidbit you know the 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 whole telepathic thing is well read the books so (laughs) but that's just the first book and then you start to see like the the whole thing you know evolve in the second and third book because you know more fun and things sort of happen and evolve as you know the 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 enemy well 
I'll say this. Two things about battle are absolutes and unchangeable, immutable. No, no plan survives contact with the enemy, and the enemy also makes plans. So there you go. Read the books. Right on. Well, see, and I, I, and I was, as we were talking too, I was, I was also looking it up, and it's like it, it does it. That's also on my on my short list to read here too. And uh, I saw that um, Alan Dean Foster is the author of those. And I, I was just, mm-hmm. and it seemed like I read, you know, when I was, when I was younger and I'll, I'll say like, you know, everywhere from, you know, that 12 to 18 range, I grew up in this in- incredible age, which, sucked for uh young adult books but anyway he wrote a lot of novelizations and uh so i I remember his name from a lot of novelizations for a lot of franchises um like i think he wrote wow and he did he wrote like all sorts of novelizations for movies and and things like that Mm -hmm. dude's written a lot of books oh yeah i mean he wrote um what else he wrote? He wrote the the novelization for Alien, the wrote the novelization for A New Hope, Force Awakens, uh, Aliens, yeah, Trent all Bird. kinds of shit. Man, this guy's prolific. Alien Covenant. Yeah, I mean that this dude writes. Oh, and he did. He wrote the actually. He actually looks like he wrote the screenplay for Into Darkness. Wow. Oh, no. Movie novelization. He wrote the novelization for Crawl. No way. That's amazing. Oh, my God. This guy's my new hero. I have to start reading some of these books. Like, I had no idea. Like, these are some of the... Some of these movie novelizations are fantastic because they, I mean, they follow the movie, obviously, because they're a novelization of the movie. But in most cases, they add a lot. Like there's, there's like, think of them as deleted scenes, right? From the movie that they add into these books. Yeah, because they would get the script, right? The way, and I don't know how it works, but I know that the way it used to work anyway, is they would get the script. They would read the script and then write the novelization based on the script. And you'd always in the books have more shit because when they went to do the movie, you know, they would end up making cuts, which didn't work or whatever, whatever. So you'd always get cooler shit in the books. You're right. Dude did also alien nation. He did alien nation. Oh, alien nation. What a, Wow, another Which deep cut. Which could have gone on our, uh, you know, on our list of uh, alien invasion. Oh, yeah, sort of totally. Because Alien Nation was really, you know, it's not like they were getting the best end of the invasion stick, but, you know, they were here kind of Yeah, thing. it's a good point. Um, and lots of Star Trek books, too. This guy is, yeah, this guy is the shit. Alan Dean uh-huh. Foster. He's so I had when when you were talking about that that series um, that brought to mind like the the Uplift War series that I read I read a while back a long while back uh, by David Bren and the whole premise around that is that the the galaxy the universe actually is several galaxies they have several you know sentient races in the gal in in these galaxies and they all work off of a founding principle that it existed uh for billions of years and uh the idea that there was a sentient patron series or page Sorry, I'm going to start over with this entire phraseology. There was a sentient 
patron species that uh, that would find species on other planets that weren't sapient or sentient yet. And they would then genetically modify them to, you know, give them the powers to think and be sentient and then make them indentured servants then, you know, for thousands of years until then they, you know, pay them off and then they go do the same thing. And so it's this, it's the system between, um, between five different galaxies or, or what they call the, uh, the five galaxies. And they basically, that's the way life is, life has existed. Like, you know, they, they think that the first, the first patron species existed like a billion years ago. And then they, they come into, they meet humans and the human race has then progressed to such a point that it's, you know, somewhere in the nebulous future. I, I think it probably named the date, but on one of them, but it's, it's a future in which humanity is, has expanded their footprint in a good, mostly kind of good Star Trekky kind of way and started colonizing other worlds and things like that. And they, without any contact with these other, other species, um, had uplifted, uh, chimpanzees and dolphins. So there was, they called them like, uh, neo chimps and neo dolphins, um, that they, they were capable of higher thought and et cetera, et cetera. And so they were their own distinct sentient species from earth. And so basically when they happen, uh, happen to find humans, they'd never run into any race um, or species that had never had, didn't have a patron. Like they just poofed, became sentient all their own. And not just that, but they, uh, you know, uplifted two other species um, also on their own. So, you know, as you can imagine, it's a whole series of books. And uh, as you can imagine, hilarity ensues um, with humanity, you know, kind of navigating this galactic culture, um, as well as, you know, a couple of invasions along the way. Um, I think one of Earth and then one of uh, another couple and maybe a couple other planets. And uh, but it's a really cool series because it's not like humans are even that cool in that universe. They're like that. They're like several hundred years behind like the least technologically advanced species, you know, in these galaxies and uh, you know, are constantly just struggling to keep up. And uh, it's, it's, it's a pretty good series. I didn't read like some of the later, later ones, but uh, the, the early ones, uh, like Sundiver, Star Tide Rising, and The Uplift War, um, are all really, really good. Yeah, it and sounds good. It's an it, interesting concept. Yeah, it's an interesting premise that there was that first, you know, catalyst, right? That first species that uplifted somebody else who did it to somebody else and then someone else and so on and so forth. Right. And then of course, you know, geometrically spreads, but you you see them then find, of course, somebody else who then may have done them, you know, on their own. Right. And the political backlash depends on who finds them. Do they want to cover it up? Do they want to trumpet it? Do they want to do something? I mean, yeah, it's intriguing. Yeah. All right, so that's one that I'll I'll take a look at. Albeit it'll be down the the uh, uh, the list a little bit, but I'll put it on the Goodreads list. Yeah, at least something to you know you get it. If you're anything like me, you've got the short list and the long list. The one yeah, that you're like totally okay with 
I want to read this someday. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, and then there's the, I want to read this in the next two months. You know? Yeah. It's like, this one will be, I'll be reading as soon as I'm done with this book. Yeah. Yeah. And then, then, you know, I had Footfall, which is an excellent invade, straight up alien invasion, space elephants parachuting down and uh, trying to take over, um, take over the earth. And you know what, really, I don't, I don't think I should say much more about the book than that. Because if space elephants parachuting down and attempting to take over the earth is not enough, I just don't know what kind of, you know, people you are. Now, when you say space elephants, you, I mean... Like elephants, like from space. like So the alien species is like is in essence is they develop in a herd have kind of a herd mentality. Right. And they're for all intents and purposes, very similar to earth elephants, but they're sentient. You know, I think that the difference is, is like their trunks, they have like manipulators on their trunks so they can like, you know, they're capable of fine motor function in other words. And uh, so, you know, they, and basically, you know, they set out to invade, invade the the earth and uh you know humanity has to fight against them and mm. you know it's it's a good plucky sci-fi story yeah so those are always fun because they're just it's the suspension of disbelief and you just want to see somebody in their you know hero-ness go kick ass and take name and upload a virus to the yeah. mothership <laughs> with a mac and you know go and do something cool and those are always just cool. I just they're and and depending on the spectacle of sight and sound, they're they're either entertaining or they're dumb. And and so you know when you see a book like that 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 has the the grandiose sort of space elephants, I'm all in, man. That just sounds like too much fun. I I, I how can you not right? Well, and it was written by Larry Niven and Jerry Purnell, and. They, the reason that I, the reason I, I, I distinctly remember picking up that book because they also wrote, uh, the moat in God's eye, which was probably, I remember that book. Why do I remember that book? Because bar none, it's like an excellent story about first contact. Well, bar, bar the time that it, it was written and came out, it was, it was an excellent excellent story about first contact um you know you had the future like fucked up humanity a little bit but they're like intergalactic and uh you know basically they run into a completely new that up until that point humanity had never found like sentient alien life and uh they find it and it's really weird and it's really different from anything like earth like and uh it's 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 a good book hmm. i don't know if i've read this or not they made they had a sequel to it as well called the gripping hand i think um but no, yeah and if you I haven't read, read the mode in god's eye you know you really you really should and I don't say that very often, but you, it's a really good book. Okay, I'll put this one on there too. Yeah, I've heard of this book. I know that I've heard that this uh, the. Um, I know that I've heard this one before. Yeah, it's got some really cool. It's the only thing I don't want to ruin anything about it. It's it's got some really cool concepts though that at the time they were written were conceptually really, really new and fresh. And a lot of things that, that they were writing about also are, are things that, that people have thought about 
software considerations around first contact. Hmm. Interesting. Well, I guess then that would, I mean, if we're talking about then just straight up, you know, space aliens or uh, uh, elephants from space parachuting down, right? Um, that does, I guess, then, you know, bring us at the one of the novelizations that we were talking about earlier. And, and that's like the, you know, Independence Day. Because that, I, I mean, as you sort of were talking about, um, you know, foothold, I'm thinking, right, Independence Day, where, you know, you, you basically just have a ship show up and uh, a whole bunch of dudes just shoot green shit at them and blow up stuff independence day was was great it was straightforward it was like i i don't know i kind of that was like it or lump it i think that was that was exactly the movie at the time that we all needed it in a weird hive mind kind of way mm-hmm. um I, and i'm not gonna say it's a great movie and then i you know and I, but you say the book was better. The book was, see, that's, that's one of those, those fun moments, right? Where the, this, the book was like a, a much better uh, telling than the movie. And it had uh, a lot of extra stuff in it that the movie didn't. And then, you know, you then there was also a prequel to the uh, Independence Day that talked about Dr. Oakham and sort of his story and where he came from and what his deal was. And it was just there was a lot of color and real interesting shit that was was, you know, just totally lost in, in the the shuffle of of uh, of that movie. Now it was a fun movie. Don't get me wrong; I enjoyed it. It's 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 certainly not Gone with the Wind, but hey, you know, every now and then you just need to see stuff blow up. Yeah, it doesn't have to be. It's totally cool to yeah. I never watched the second one. Did you watch the second one? I did watch the second one, and it was meh. It was marginal. It wasn't. It wasn't bad. Like I would say it, it, it falls directly into the category of it didn't suck. Okay. Do you remember Battleship? Yes. I blocked out Battleship until this very night, actually. Yeah. I totally blocked out this that movie until you just mentioned it with because uh, it had what's her name in it, the the singer. Oh man, that movie was oh and then yeah, that, but it that that was an alien invasion thing. Uh huh. I mean, and, and and I didn't. Now, when I first saw that movie, I first saw it. You know, I was like, it's all right. You know, I I I probably wouldn't watch it again, but it's all right. And you know in that that kind of way and then however i i was on an airplane and that was the only movie available at that time so i i you know sat through battleship again and it is not all right okay <laughs> yeah it really I, isn't i can definitively tell you it it is it is it was it was awful to set through a second time like way more awful than I even considered. I I sat down there like, I'm I'm gonna watch Battleship. It's not that bad. And then I realized like midway through, oh Jesus, this movie is now 17 hours long. And it's just awful every bit of the way through. But anyway, it's kind of that. Yeah, it's a straightforward kind of invasion kind of thing. Um. I was just trying to figure out who was in that movie. I don't was there was a singer? Yeah, there was there was all kinds of interesting oh, yeah, shit about Rihanna. that movie. Rihanna. Rihanna, there you go, yeah. Okay. Um yeah. Liam Neeson was in that movie. Okay. Oh god. That movie was absolutely 
and and the thing was, and not to get too belabor at a point, but what that movie was terrible, and then they took the battleship out. You know, it, it went to a whole, just a whole nother level. It's it's when they're like they started up a battleship that it would have been sitting in that and then just like, we're going to take the battleship out, shoot its main guns. And we have like 12 people. All right, let's go. Oh yeah. It was. Admired the twisted misguided gumption that this brought to the table, that this movie was made purely. I mean, was it, is it based on the board game battleship? Is it, like that's that's I'm trying to look to see it's like is that really what it's based on is or is or did they just call it Battleship? Oh no, no, actually at least Wikipedia and you know take that as you will states that it's a uh, is a 2012 American military science fiction action film that is loosely based on the board game of the same name. They made a movie over a board game and threw in aliens and i'm not by the way i'm I'm not acting outraged i'm i'm in a weird way um you know somewhat admiring that the schlock that they threw at the viewing public and and got away with it and everybody really did set through this movie but yeah they they had we're gonna base a movie on a board game and threw in aliens to make it interesting wow that even... is some shit. <laughs> so, okay, right on. Like, how do you make it? How are we going to make this interesting? How do we make a, like a movie around Battleship? We'll just, we'll just throw in, we'll just throw in, uh, throw in aliens. All right. And, um, yeah. And it looks like um, it uh, <laughs> it didn't make any money at all, which yeah. doesn't make any yeah. But in any case, so that um, um, yeah, battleship. Yeah, that but was... then on the other side, on the other side, we have well, I at least somewhat fondly remember V. Oh, V, now that was a good show. The okay, well, I don't know. Are you are you talking about the OG from the eighties or the remake? I talk actually I have to say both of them were good. Like for the the eighties OG one, lots of things, you know, when it started out at least, the first the first part of that show, it was really good, I thought, when they had the miniseries kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and then it kind of, you, you kind of noticed as the series room went on, and this is only my memory because I am not going back and watching V. I'm not going to spoil that part of my life. Oh, hell no. That's, that's squarely in the Buck Rogers category. Yeah. Like, I don't want to. Um, but it, I remember the later episodes really just kind of sucked. But I, I, I even read the V book, right? Like, you know, again, novelizations for everything. Mm-hmm. I even read the book they had for V, and I, and I, I I thought it was pretty good. And then we yeah. had, we watched the the remake as well, and I liked that. The remake wasn't bad. I I was I was okay with the remake. It it certainly was was not. It didn't suck, and it actually you know I would say it was it was actually pretty good in 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 what it was. The the old school yeah. I remember it very fondly. If I were to go back and watch it again, I don't think it would hold up. But I, you know, had a good time with it. It was it was a fun one. And I really just, I think I remember what you say, and I think I agree that it, uh, it sort of had a falling out at the end. But, you know, most of those do. I mean, that's kind of the serial nature of, the, of those types of stories. Yeah, plus, you know, they start out really strong in those days and well, I guess even in these days, but uh, you know, you'd have networks want to cut costs and still still run the show, so it would kind of suck a little bit more each year. And 
So, or, or they switch riding riders and then, then it would kind of suck, but yeah. yeah, it was all right. Um, yeah. And then falling skies. Most recently I liked falling skies and you haven't checked that out yet. No, I haven't gotten falling skies. That one, that one's an interesting one, I guess that one we, no, I haven't seen Falling Skies or Rips that Falling Skies. Really good. I I thought in like that one I thought that one was pretty good because you had the whole idea of, you know, aliens already invaded in essence they broke, you know, society, you know, any, anything that that people could throw at them. You know, they they basically defeated the militaries of the world kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And uh, however, people existed still and people were, you know, still still around, but they were waging this like continual guerrilla warfare against the aliens. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, so and and from everything, because I remember when it came out and they had the uh, whole spew of. uh history channel you know documentaries around if aliens invaded kind of thing um they were very much the show was very much going by the playbook of uh you know sort of what experts thought aliens might do and how humans could defend themselves against aliens that Mm -hmm. a, a technologically superior foe as it were So what was the consensus? How would they were how would they actually defend themselves? It's really well it's really just a matter of hiding and waging, you know, guerrilla warfare against against the uh, invaders. Mm. You know, um make it eventually. Well, in in essence, right? We even if they're the whole idea is like, even if they are technologically superior and they're capable of crossing, you know, leagues of space in their, in their starships, um, you know, there's still, it's, it's still almost like when, you know, Britain and America and, uh, the war for independence, the, the whole idea is that, you know, the, this is humanity's home. So we're here. You know, aliens themselves would have to, you know, um, mm-hmm. cross, you know, have, do some travel to get here. So if by acts of attrition, they would, uh, you know, they were able to sort of wear them down, um, getting replacement, you know, either soldiers or units or, you know, whatever, that would be more difficult for them and uh, eventually it, it's a it's a game of it's it's like playing the long game kind of thing of uh you know you just make it so difficult for them eventually they you know they just give it stop up. yeah makes sense okay makes sense well that's an interesting one falling skies yeah, I mean the show itself doesn't take exactly that tact, though. There's a lot of hilarity that ensues because yeah, know. I would assume because it wouldn't be a good show if it did. Yeah, they'd be like, "Yeah, this lasted for 50 years like this," and blah blah blah. Yeah, that would suck. Yeah, nobody'd watch it. Well, yeah. So another one that I loved uh, that was an older uh, book, but really good, uh, was called Star Dance. And this one was sort of an alien invasion, but sort of not. It's, um, it's, uh, uh, so the premise is like somebody shows our, uh, some thing shows up around, I think it was Jupiter. It was Jupiter or Saturn. And we sent somebody out to go and investigate it. And there was a, a lot of, um, you know, concern that it was hostile and things were going to get terrible and this and that. And so they sent out, um, you know, a, a team to go and talk to it. 
And uh, I think it came, if I remember correctly, it's been a little bit, but I think it actually came close to orbit and something bad happened. And so then it jumped back into, you know, in, uh, like Saturn and something like that. And, and what ends up happening is, uh, you know, much hilarity ensues with, with uh, political statements of, you know, being hippies and stuff, but um, <laughs> the uh, the uh, uh, end result is an interesting s- sort of take on space travel and space exploration, and that leads into the second book um, that uh, talks about an, another alien race that is perfectly symbiotic to humans, in that you can basically being uh it just covered in like a, a goo like a red goo right and it can it takes care of all your needs and with it you can survive in space so you just go out in space and you chill out and you know you can have thrusters and stuff like that that you can use on your hands and feet and you can grow like big film to catch solar rays and, you know, fly and do all kinds of cool stuff like that. And it's a, it's a very interesting, uh, interesting book and it's a definite sign of the times. Um, so I I don't know, it may or may not kind of age well, but I remember them both being really good. So, uh, check it out. Although if you're into a really, really good, uh, you know, deal, um, Go ahead and just go to Goodreads and read some of the reviews because they're hella good. But anyhow, um, yeah, Star Dance, and then there's Star Seed, and then there's Star Mind. The uh, those are the you know the the books in the trilogy, all and they're all quite good. Spider Robinson, yeah, by Spider Robinson, who of course is just awesome, but. Yeah, I was I was looking through. I'm going to I'm going to have to have to read that series or at least check it out. Check out the first one. I don't know about the whole series. That's a lot to commit to in a podcast. Well, yeah, at least read read the first <laughs> one. You'll know. I mean, the thing is is that the second book the first one is is definitely not the same as the second and third. They they sort of have different flavors. But they're they're very much about being in space and and sort of the whole feeling of being in space and the jaunting and the logical verticals and the the habitat and all of the things that make up that it's it's very much immersive in that regard so um you know the book sort of revels in it so if you like that and you want to do that you know by all means jump into it Right on. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I and here's the thing about actual alien invasion. I think that 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 whole the whole notion is we don't we don't know what we don't know really. I think, and I would like to believe personally that uh i think i think if we ran into aliens they'd be the tricksy kind not the not the invading gurger kind the tricksy kind like yeah you know, like yeah probably they'd be like oh hey let's you know let's kind of bilk the stupid monkey men out of uh their planet but i don't but not necessarily the flat out let's invade the planet kind Mm -hmm. well you know one of the recurring sort of themes that i've seen in a lot of the sci-fi books that i've read is this concept that when you're out there fighting and you're doing the whole colonization thing is that habitable worlds are not a dime a dozen they're rare and so it's in everyone's best interest to not destroy them. You know, when, when you're coming in and you're going to fight or, and take a world or do something to a world, 
you, you're not going to screw up the ecosystem because there's a better than average chance that maybe a hundred years from now, or even a thousand years from now, you may be able to take that planet and have it as your own territory. So you're not going to nuke it. You're not going to throw bio at it. You're not going to do things that's going to cause permanent damage because it's rare. You know, you can get natural resources. Natural resources are easy. You know, if you need iron, go mine an asteroid. You know, there's no, the, the really the only, you know, things that you're going to need here is a habitable planet. That's, that's our most important resource is a really nice habitable planet. You, there's, so take care of it, right? And, and so that's, that's an interesting theme that, that I've seen in a lot of different books is this. So there is, you know, maybe a chance that when they show up or if they show up that you're right, they don't just completely f- destroy us and that they do actually sort of be sneaky and sort of take us over and make us slaves and stuff. <laughs> but, you know, um, no, you just got to hope for Star Trek really. But yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's an interesting concept, right? That, that if, if aliens are out there and they're fighting some sort of a war, or even if they're just existing, you got to think that they are looking for planets like this because this is a, a nice habitable world. Well, yeah. And here, and I think that that's, we all do, we all figure that in a weird way. And I think that the whole idea is that I, I think the, the alien invasion theory or, or story or concept that, that I find probably maybe I, I, in, I think of it in a too realistic kind of fashion, even, you know, like it seems too, too realistic is that is the whole idea of like uh, the berserker series uh, with the machine intelligences that, that basically, the whole idea is this was uh, it was a science fiction series a zillion years ago um, called uh, the Berserker Wars or Berserker series, and uh, the whole idea is that these machines were self-replicating intelligent machines, and they were like the leftovers of a intergalactic war, and they basically still believed that they needed to eradicate all, um, you know, intelligent organic life kind of thing. Mm. And, uh, so that's, that's what they did. And yeah, so you had, you know, them attacking, uh, humans, but then humans find out that there's all these other, like all these other species too, that, uh, are, also fighting these berserkers, but you know, they're robots, so they're pretty badass and you know, takes everybody. I don't know how it wound up. I'm sure, I'm sure humanity in the confederation of sentient life managed to, you know, overthrow the berserkers. But that, that's the one that I always was just like, you know what? It because I, there, there have been theories that, that we really just cannot travel. Like organic life can't travel in an interstellar rate, right? Mm-hmm. You can't just like there will never be a technology that we can hop in our spaceship and you know zoom several hundred light years away and zoom back and be totally cool with it. Um, laws of physics be damned. But you know, and so so the the next logical step would be species either creating creating you know machine intelligent life to go out and look and and do stuff on their own or the the whole idea that they discover ai which then itself you know goes out and discovers it on their own too um and there so there's always you know and who knows even if we ran into a machine intelligent life it doesn't mean they're bad people you know we just hope not you know Isn't true that they're not evil. They're just machines. Yeah. Skynet wasn't evil. He was just looking out for number, you know, number one. 
Isn't that the definition of evil? I thought that was the definition. Was that the definition? Oh, well, well, never mind. I guess so. My bad. Well, well, well. Well, I think we've covered as much alien invasion as we can stand on this this uh this day. Um and really, nah, I think it was good. Yeah, I think so. So until next time, I'm Bill. I'm Kel. This is our excellent podcast. Thank you for listening. Like, subscribe, you know, click on some stuff. See ya. <laughs>